What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Process Podcast. Uh, this week, Nick and I break down that uh, that terrible game inside of a snow globe there in Buffalo on Monday night against the New England Patriots. We talk about who, who do we point the finger at? Is it on the offense? Is it on the defense? <clears throat> is it on coaching? You'll have to listen to find out what we think. Uh, we dive into a little bit of Bill's Bucks, and we look forward to what do the Bills need to do to make the playoffs do you even want to see them in the playoffs all of that and more this week on the process podcast follow nick on twitter at nick veronica or on facebook uh, facebook.com slash by nick veronica uh, you could follow the process podcast on twitter at the underscore process pod or myself at chawit 68 on the good old twitter machine uh, thank you to our sponsor ethos performance rehab and folks remember to always trust the process all right nick so i have a question for you hit me what is softer a marshmallow or the buffalo bills defense Ooh, i'm gonna say uh i think their pass defense is good so i'm gonna say in terms of hardest to softest (laughs) bills pass defense then a marshmallow then Bill's run defense and then a marshmallow that's been over a bonfire because that's that's like almost liquid. The Bills are like they're a little bit better than, than bonfire marshmallow, but good question. The Bills run defense is almost just I, I, I think it's worse than a uh uh roasted marshmallow, but that's just my opinion. This Ooh, uh, it's uh well it's, if I said it's runny, that might be like a little too on the nose of like a, a joke. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I'm just not uh uh, a lot there's a lot of finger pointing going on this week and rightfully so you know I, I think that we, you go back and you look at that game and you know your offense only puts up 10 points your quarterback throws 50 percent. I don't think Josh Allen played bad so I want to get that out of the way now um, I'm one of those people and I think we kind of disagree here a little bit from our text conversation this week uh, I, I'm one of those people who's kind of putting this entire game on the defense you know you knew what the what their game plan was. Their game plan was going to be come out, run the ball, and force the ball down your throats. And they did that, and they did that quite well. Now, I understand they gave up one big rushing touchdown. And, and sure, you take that rushing touchdown away, you know, different story. But at the same time, you take that rushing touchdown away, then you got to take away the uh, the fumble by Nikhil Harry. At the same time, you know, it's they, they cancel out. Buffalo still loses this game. Um but I just thought the defense just they, they don't have that hard hitting um game changing tackler on their team. I feel like there's there, there's no one, you know, I, I guess the, the the best word to use here is it, there's no gritty player, I feel like, on the on that defense. No one who's who's willing to, you know, stick their hand in the dirt and just go, you know hit the shit out of somebody you know i don't think that anyone is a poor tackler i mean there are instances where tremaine Edmonds seems to miss guys but it's also probably other guys might not have even gotten in the screen on that play and he's nearby i don't know i mean he probably does miss some i don't feel like i don't know just personally i don't need them to blow somebody up i would just like them to set the point of attack a little bit better and not get pushed back every time and it seems like seems like every single week the opponent especially when it's the opponent opponent who is known for the running game they are able to 
kind of get three, four almost every single time. They're they're either, you know, their offensive line is already two yards downfield, or there there's just a nice hole or a little cut or kind of like like the runs the Bills give up are like the ones that we always wanted CJ Spiller to take. It's like, no, you don't have to go for 80. Like, just give me like four on this one. When it looks like zero, like turn zero into four. Mm-hmm. And the Bills just give those up constantly. It just, it, it blows my mind how you can have such a predictable offense this week, right? Like, I feel like the, this was a game that Buffalo should have won. No doubt about it. I and, and I do think Buffalo is a better team than New England, right? I think when they play them on December 26th, I think Buffalo wins that game. I think Buffalo offense is a better offense than new England. Um, you know, sure. I, new England's got a good defense and, and a good offensive line, but I just feel like when it comes to the weapons that the bills have on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like they're a better team. I think Josh Allen's obviously better than Mac Jones. Uh, you know, and I think the bills have a better receiving core. Um, but at the same time, like how can your, your, your defense again, know what's coming for 46 plays. And not be able to stop it. I mean, yes, they allowed, I believe it was 220 rushing yards. That's about, on, on 46 years, it's like 4.3-ish yards per carry, um, which isn't bad. I mean, that, that's not terrible. It could be much, much worse. Um, but I, I just don't know how your defense, your front seven especially – you're running a three linebacker system, right? Three linebackers, four defensive linemen with their hands in the dirt, and no one can stop a run game. There was multiple times where, you know, you could say, thank God Micah Hyde was there because they almost broke two or three big runs because no one on the defense was able to pick up what the heck they were doing. Yeah, so the thing that kind of bothered me the most is that about the defense is that you knew what was coming and you would feel like you should have been able to stop it more. So I know mm-hmm. that like the yards per carry is blown out of proportion by the one long run, but even mm-hmm. if you take that one out, they didn't do great against the run. I think it was still high threes or low fours. Mm-hmm. If, when you take out the long one, which you'd say like, okay, for a game, that's not too bad. Well, no, but like if you knew that was coming every single play, like right. that that's just the frustrating part. And it's that, you know, you, you were talking about the defense versus offense earlier. I, th- I mean, I don't think you have to choose one. It was, it was a failure across the board, coaching defense and offense. It's a horrible look on Sean McDermott when Bill Belichick can just kind of come out here and say, you know what? We don't need to pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could pass, but do we need to? No, no. And, and and also, by the way, the Patriots' rushing total was higher after three quarters than at the final. The, the Bills kind of pushed them back a little bit in the fourth quarter. They were managing the clock a little bit. A couple of kneel downs might have thrown off the average. It was higher after three quarters. So this this, this was, and also there was you know one fourth less of time to accumulate it. It was a frustrating game. Mm-hmm. And you talked about defense. I want to talk about the offense. 10 points and your only touchdown came off a gift of a turnover on the first play after, after a, I guess you call it a muffed muffed punt. That's mm-hmm. just barely scraped somebody's helmet. And thank goodness we have good enough cameras now to see it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that was frustrating. Like just looked, looked bad. And again, it's like the same thing we talk about every single episode is, 
is Josh Allen not the same? Is it the offensive line? Like, yeah, it's kind of both. The offensive line's really not good. Running game's really not good. Josh Allen just kind of has to put it all on his back. Not great. Dustin Knox had a brutal, brutal game, like some bad drops. By, by far his worst game in the Bills uniform. Yeah. Yep. Um, f- the fumble was – I mean, did you see the, the slow-mo video of, of the fumble? Like, holy cow. I mean, so you, you were, oh, yeah. Did you see how his hands were placed? You receive a fumble, or a handoff. You make a big, big old basket with your hands, one on mm-hmm. top and one on the bottom, and they're both parallel to the ground. And you quarterback kind of puts it in there, and then you just mm-hmm. close up on it. He's got one hand on top, and the other hand, the bottom hand. I don't know what what it's what it's doing really. It was just not not good. That, that's like you know middle school one hundred one stuff right there. Paint Manning did a good job. I don't know if you watched the Manning cast. I did. I was kind of really excited to have no, the Manning cast ask you about do, it. do a Bills game. Yeah, I thought the Manning cast was great. Uh, a lot better than listening listening to Sean Levy call or uh, uh, what Steve whatever Levy. Is, Steve Levy. Thank you. See, I don't even like the guy. I can't even remember his name. He's Steve a Levy. Good hockey guy. Like Steve Levy. He's okay with hockey football. He's just not. I, I like Lewis Riddick on the Monday night Monday night call, but I cannot stand yep. Steve He's Levy. Sharp. Um, but you know Peyton Peyton first of all was. Josh Allen guy through and through, you know, with the sun. So it was, it was exciting to see him, you know, really break down what Josh Allen was doing. But especially on that fumble, even he said, he goes, if you look at it, he goes, it looked like Breida was trying to reach for the ball. He wasn't making that pocket. He was trying to almost like reach for the ball for some reason. Hmm. And, and that's what caused the fumble. And, you know, it sucks because that's a fumble that goes on Josh Allen's stat line and, you know, might hurt him with some money down the road. When, that when really, that the did it really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm because surprised. that's totally. Because technically, Matt Breida never had full possession of the ball, so that's a Josh Allen oh, fumble. Well, yeah. Yeah. all right, give an so, asterisk on that one. Yeah, right. That's how I feel. Yeah, um, but no, I, I mean, yes. you sent me the video of Zach Moss having a free touchdown. Oh my gosh! Thank, all can we he talk about that? Was bounce it outside, and he's like, "Oh, let me actually just just cut cut right back up." So, you know my thoughts on Zach Moss. Like, I feel like I've made that fairly clear. He could be year. inactive, and you would never care. I would not care if he was ever inactive ever again. I'm 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 to the point where I'm over Zach Moss. I'm ready to move on from him in any way possible. Um, you know, whatever the Bills have to do to get past Zach Moss, I'm not a Zach Moss guy anymore. He hasn't shown me anything great. You know, last year he had some flashes. I thought he ran the ball pretty good last year in the two games against New England. But outside of that, I haven't seen anything that's that's really made me feel like, okay, this guy can be a you know, an every down back or, or, or a guy who I trust to pick up the first down in situations. I thought Devin Singletary ran the ball. Well, um, I don't know if Devin Singletary would know enough to get to the outside in that situation, similar to, to Zach Moss, you know, they're both similar running backs, but um, I, I just don't know what the love affair is with Zach Moss. Now, unfortunately you got another year of him under contract. So, you know, hopefully that year flies by pretty quick, um, you know, or you send him off somewhere else. I, just draft another one in the fourth round. Maybe I'm crazy, but what are your thoughts on, you know, especially for a game like this this week against a really good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, do the Bills go out and – I don't want to say it because there's too many people out there who are calling for it, but is it maybe time to see what Antonio Williams can do in the backfield? At this point, compared to <laughs> – your, your boy. Yeah, right, compared, compared to what everyone else is doing, I mean – yeah, maybe maybe Brita goes back to the bench at this point. Brita did not look good last week either. He had a nice catch 
but a really a really bad fumble, and you didn't really mm-hmm. see him the rest of the game. He also almost muffed a muffed a, uh, a kickoff yeah. early on as well. I don't know why he was even going after the ball. Just really not a good game by Brita or Dawson Knox. But is it time to maybe see what you got in Antonio Williams? I don't think it can hurt you. Um, this week in particular, I mean, I think it's time that you figure out the passing game like that. That's, hmm. that's the key to everything. And maybe, maybe they need whichever running back is a better pass blocker to get in there and give Allen some more time and just let him feel comfortable hmm. in the pocket. Because, you know, Tampa Bay's one weakness is they have, they're very thin at corner. They've had a ton of injuries this year, a ton of injuries. You got to get Josh Allen going. That's the key to everything else. That the running game opens up when you get more favorable matchups uh, um, in the box, and Josh Allen needs to feel comfortable. You can tell. There's a lot of plays where the blitz is right in his face, and he's kind of like, "What the hell?" And then even you know, after you mentioned this exact feeling on last week's podcast of just just it adding up over time. And when you you absolutely saw last game, there were some clean pockets, and then he's still feeling the pressure. Like the stress has built up in his brain, and he's still feeling it. Even the last throw of the game, he probably threw it too soon, and he seemed to just be like, well, uh, you know, blitz is coming. I'm going to get killed, so I better throw it quick. Maybe they need to do something extra to help him in protection. Maybe it's bringing a running back to help block in the backfield, give an extra guy, pick up the free rusher, Kind of help out your line if you if you. I don't know that any combination of their linemen right now is going to really get the job done. Maybe you need to help them out. I don't know, but I think you can pick on pick on their corners, get them, spread them out a little bit. I'll argue with you that he threw that ball early on the last pass, and and all honesty, it looked like that ball died. I don't. I still don't think that ball gets through on and in good weather. Um, well, no, but my point was more. You know, he he rushed it too early instead. Of like he he could have had another couple seconds. Just, just seemed to think, oh shoot, you know that they're sending a blitz. I'm going to get killed. Let's just throw it now and hope to catch him off guard early. Well, and I think too there was another play down there where the one where he was scrambling, the second to last play where he threw it to Dawson Knox in the end zone, and you know it looked like a little bit of a you know defensive holding call could have been something. Also, the Patriots jumped on that play as well, and there was no flag there either. Which I was kind of surprised about. Oh, is that uh, the one where Allen thought it was a free play? Yeah, that was, that was, was that two plays before, maybe. Maybe two plays before, but it was clear the Patriots jumped. I don't know how they don't make that call, right? Um, and and then he had the play to Dawson Knox in the end zone. That looked like a defensive holding call, no call. Um, you know, but this is not a week to sit here and blame the refs. I don't think the refs had anything one way or the other in this game. The Bills got multiple drives down in the red zone and multiple drives they got you know they were third and six third and five whatever it might have been and got backed up five yards because of an offensive holding or a false start or something the bills take the worst timed penalties every single week they beat they beat themselves every how loss did, how does had that keep year, happening themselves tell me how that keeps happening i mean you, you can go to coaching you can look at coaching on that but at the same time, I mean, they, these are professional football players. They've been playing football for so long. You can't, no matter how much you coach these guys, you can't coach them not to hold. They just have to know better than not, you know, or not to jump, you know, fall early. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think when you get into situations where it's a illegal formation or something like that, that's more on coaching and, and scheming. But 
other than that, I mean, I can look at coaching for 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 you know penalties like that. You know, that's on the individual individual player making their decision at that moment. Um, you know, I mean, it's like like when you play hockey and you get you hook somebody. There's nothing the coach can teach you to do not to you know. Uh, yeah, sure, just, maybe just move your feet a little bit more louder so that you in the in the past that you know there is worse you know there's more hell to pay if i hook this guy than if i skate harder and, and suffer some more and get back there i i think the other thing too though that needs to be addressed is the offensive play calling hey charlie uh remember when brian Dable was a hot coaching candidate Hey, uh, I'm, I, I just saw the Oregon Ducks coaching job opened up. I think Brian Day would be a great <laughs> candidate for that job. I also oh, heard, <clears throat> side note, speaking of coaching jobs, uh, Leslie Frazier is a favorite for the Chicago Bears job. Really? I think they're going after the wrong Bills coordinator, if you want my opinion. Um, but I'd, I'd be okay Leslie with Leslie Frazier, a member of the 86 Bears? Come on. I think they need to go and get themselves uh, Brian Dable. I think he'd be a better fit in Chicago. Charlie, are you trying to push Brian Dable out right now? At this point, I am. I'm. I'm. He, he, <laughs> as much as I'm done with Zach Moss, I mean, in all honesty, w- w- did Brian Dable show you any kind in the last since the Tennessee game? Right. Yeah. You can even go back to the Pittsburgh game with I. I feel like you where you could say there's issues with the play calling, but. Throughout the year, I mean, has Brian Dable looked like the same offensive coordinator as what he did a year ago? All right. So, I mean, I was I was kind of joking. Like, it was a joke about, about the coaching thing because, you know, it's been bad and why, why would you want someone who's been bad? But the thing is, we know Dable has amazing in him somewhere. And if, you know, if I stop making jokes about it and actually think about it, he – it seems like he's afraid of something like he knows his team has a weakness and does not. Uh, what am I trying to say here? He's, he knows he needs to keep the kid gloves on a little bit. Like, he, I, like obviously we know that the plays exist in the playbook because we mm-hmm. saw them and they were amazing for some mm-hmm. reason. Like he, he they, they don't feel like they can run that offense this year. And maybe it's the line. Maybe it, it's, the line hasn't yeah. changed. Who? What's changed on the line from last well, year? Well, their performance has gotten worse. I mean, the, the, some of the line did change, but maybe it's, it's the way defenses are reacting. I mean, I mean, I was thinking in the week. You know, you had the Patriots. So you're thinking about Tom Brady. You got the Manning cast. You're thinking about Peyton. They just played. You know, the game when Drew Brees was calling it, and you got guys like that. The reason they're amazing is because they continually evolved and got better and never. Their performance never went down. And you've seen so many guys who are like flash in the pan and then the league adjusts and then they can't adjust back. And maybe that's that's kind of what we're seeing here. They're probably working through it. They're probably seeing different coverages coming at their way. And it seems like they don't have they don't have a response yet. I mean, in all honesty, and I think talking with you know Greg last week, you know, too kind of secured it. Josh Allen's stats this year have not been much different than what they were a year ago. You have not seen, you know, um, you know, much different on the stat line. Maybe a few more interceptions. You know, maybe he's thrown a couple more. He's already thrown ten interceptions this year, and he threw ten total last year. Um, but there was also a number of interceptions that he should have had should have thrown that were dropped last year as well. Um, 
But, I mean, his passer rating is very similar. His completion rating is very similar. He's got 26 touchdowns. Uh, currently has a 97.5 rating. Last year he had 107.2. You know, I mean, he, he took a huge jump from year two to year three. I don't think Josh Allen is regressing. Maybe Do I think he's at a ceiling? No. Do I feel like this offense seems to be, you know, this coaching staff seems to be holding them back in some capacity? Absolutely. There's something going on with 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 this coaching staff that they, I don't want to say lost confidence in Josh Allen because I don't mm-hmm. think that's it. You know, I think Josh Allen, you know, literally wakes up in the morning and just like eats confidence for breakfast. The dude has all the confidence <laughs> in the world in himself, right? Like, Can I get some of that? Is that yeah, available right, on shelves? Right, right. The, the, the dude has all the confidence in the world in himself, and rightfully so. I, I think he's a very good quarterback. Um, I just feel like he, he, he's he been given the short end of the stick by this coaching staff this year, and they're not putting him in, in situations to succeed. For example, you go to this week. What is Josh? What is one of Josh Allen's biggest strengths, Nick? He has many. I don't know where you want me to go. I would say, are you looking for me to say running the ball? Ding, 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 ding. Circle gets the square. Um, Good run. Yeah. Yeah, run, running the ball, running the ball, is is one of Josh Allen's Josh Allen's strengths, and we didn't see it much. But when we did, he was very successful running the ball. Mm-hmm. You have a two hundred and fifty pound quarterback. Why are you not running with him in a game where you need to run the ball? Where you the look, weather was was well, actually, Josh Allen looked pretty good in the elements. Just saying, he did. But he, the he weather affecting. The passing game, I mean, I texted you during the game, just run the Wildcat with Josh Allen as as the, the quarterback or the, the running back, whatever you want to call it, in the Wildcat. Um, I mean, get him the extra blocker and just – that's what you got to do, apparently. I don't know. Like, we, we've said for, what, years now on this pod, hey, maybe don't run the ball so much with that guy. Mm-hmm. We When we say that, we're generally talking about when it's – you know, 21 to seven, and you don't really need to be doing that when it's, mm-hmm. when it's a wins a Buffalo went weather game and it's a one possession game in the fourth quarter. That's, that's when it's okay. That's when it's encouraged, especially when your other running backs suck. I'm sorry. They don't suck. They're just sucking right now. Let me, well, let me give you a stat. <laughs> I, I have a stat for you. Talk about sucking running backs. So Josh Allen has started 55 games, a quarterback for the Buffalo bills. Okay. In those 55 games, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you the question. You're going to answer this question. Yes, 55 many, games. All those 55 games, how many times has he had a running back rush for 100 yards? Ooh, a running back rush for 100 yards in Josh Allen's career. Yes. Um, Not against um, him because there's been many running backs that have sure. ran against this Bills team for 100 yards. But um, Is it – under seven. Yes. Is it under five? Yes. Really? Yeah. Um, I can think of at least, well, maybe you didn't play that game. Well, I mean, I'm getting kind of too easy here. Let's, let's say four. Uh, one. One? One time. Really? Josh Allen has started 35 games of quarterback right for the now. Buffalo Bills. He's had only one running back have 100-plus yards rushing, one running back. And that was uh, two seasons ago when Devin Singletary ran for 106 yards against the Denver Broncos. 
So yeah, run, it, it's not like running back has been an issue Where did you the see last that two seasons. Uh, it was shared on Twitter, actually. I will send it your way. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I apologize. It's two games. Frank Gore also had 109 yards. <laughs> Let's not forget Frank Gore's oh yard performance Frank for Buffalo. Gore. Wow. <laughs> but yes, I, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, running back has been an issue for this team for many years. I mean, since Shady left, um, I, I, I mean, it, it's funny, right? It, so, so. Not really. <laughs> no, you, well, you you go back, you go back to before the Josh Allen days. We're like, oh my gosh, we love a three hundred yard passer, right? Well, now we yeah. get a three hundred yard passer almost every week, yeah. and now we're like, man, I would love a hundred yard rusher, and we had one when we had well, we, Sean we, McCoy here. I mean, I take a ninety yard rusher if it comes to. I would good take a seventy five eighty yard rusher. I don't care. Anything is better than what the Buffalo Bills have right now on this team, and. I, I don't know if Devin Singletary is an answer. I don't know if the Bills are just setting them up, you know, not putting their running backs in a position to succeed, um, you know, or putting this offense in general in position to succeed. But, yes, coaching is, is a big part of that, and I feel like play call is a big part of that. However, you also have to mention the failure to execute on multiple plays, right? Uh, Stefan Diggs catches that, that deep ball in the end zone that he wasn't able to track. Yep. Touchdown, game over. Dawson Knox had two or three drive stalling drops, right? Bad ones. Yeah, not not even yeah. the one in the end zone. If, if you're not calling it a penalty, that was a good defensive play to, to knock it out of there. Like two bad drops, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, man, Charlie, you know what I, I thought this week? We might need an apology for the Dawson Knox apology. Like we need, you need to like – rescind the apology for him right uh, i'm not whatever man dawson i i think dawson knox will be okay um willie this is a, definitely a thing of his that he makes ridiculous plays but then drops super easy ones well you know he hasn't had uh i don't know what do you think the bills need to do to go get delvin cook because he is having a freaking game today dude he's got seven rushes for 117 yards I, we... I don't think delvin cook would be available what if we told them we would take Kirk Cousins off their hands and For Delvin what Cook. what reason? Can he just be our backup? I don't he give makes a, a lot of money. Well, then then you just cut him. I don't know. I don't care. Something that will give them Mitch Trubisky. For Delvin Not Cook. cut it. They need a quarterback. We got a good backup quarterback. I mean, honestly, we'll the, the best way to get a Delvin Cook is go draft a new one. Yeah. Well, there's not many Delvin Cooks just sitting out there, Nick. Uh, the bill, but there, there's there's no doubt about it, right? The Bills need to go find I, I some kind of running back help at some point this sure. year, right? Like it has to yeah. happen. Hey, Charlie, uh, I, I, have a, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So in in the the era of the Josh Allen tenure here, the Bills running backs have 200 yard games. Mm-hmm. How many hundred yard games does Josh Allen have? I don't think he has any hundred yard games yet. He does he have one? He's got. Yeah, yeah, you gotta guess. Uh, I don't even didn't even know he even had one. He's got two, the same number. Two, wow, same number. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Both in 2018. Well, you and you talk about Josh Allen running, and and he's again he's had success running the ball. Um, since the bye, the Bills they've had 46 plays inside of the opponent's 15. Two of those plays inside of the 15 
only two were design runs for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. One was called back for a penalty. He is by far their best red zone weapon. Why are they not using your best red zone weapon? And, some, and this goes back to what I've been saying for weeks. Isaiah McKenzie. This was a perfect Isaiah McKenzie football game. Something's right? weird with the Isaiah McKenzie situation. I he must have pissed someone that. off, right? Like something uh, weird had happened. for that. Did you see his tweet a couple of weeks ago when he said he tweeted at somebody he was he was going to be out for the rest of the season? Yeah. And then people asked McDermott, and they're like, uh, "No, he wasn't injured." Like something's really weird there. And then he tweeted, uh, somebody had tweeted a McDermott quote about about that he didn't trust those guys that catch punts in the wind or something like that. And McKenzie just tweeted back at him. Damn. Well, I'll tell you what, Isaiah McKenzie thinks he's the best uh, returner in all of football. Um, I I've listened to him the last couple weeks on the go long podcast um, with Tyler Dunn. Um, and, and he does his own, you know, the Isaiah McKenzie show on there. And he was, Talking about how you know, he goes, I am the best returner in football. He goes, no one's stats are as good as mine, nothing. He's very confident in himself as well. And um, even, okay, take Isaiah McKenzie out of the picture. You just uh, uh, activated Marquette Stevenson. Why is he not active in this game? It's a perfect situation for what we have been talking about for how many weeks, Nick. The mm-hmm. jet sweeps that they used last year, right. they're gone. You have and two that, guys. That game with the wind as much of a factor as it was. Gadget play should have been all over. Exactly. It's funny. I was texting my dad during the game, and I'm like, this is a perfect game for Isaiah McKenzie. He goes, why? It's not a kick return game. I go, because he's not a kick returner. You don't use him for kick return in this game. You use him for his speed. He's the fastest player on this Bills team. Why is he not in a game where you can find a way to get him the ball in some capacity and do something with it, right? He's He's – in my opinion, outside of Josh Allen, and you could throw Stephon Diggs in there in the red zone, right? But outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, in my opinion, is the third most important red zone piece on this team. Hmm. You know, Dawson Knox had some success this year, sure. But, you know, when, when it comes to those short yards. I don't know if I agree with that one. The third, I'm putting Allens and Diggs and Knox, one, two, and three. Not, but it has to be the problem with Knox. It has to be a catch that you don't think he's going to catch. They don't catch it. It was right <laughs> in his hands. He's going to drop it. He's setting the Bills record for tight end touchdowns this year. He is, but he's probably going to drop an easy one this week. Well, maybe he's just a weapon enough so the other team tries to double him and somebody else. Well, I mean, this week's going to be an interesting week in itself. And I think it goes back to kind of what everyone's been saying. How is the Bills coaching going to be? Because Sean McDermott is a great coach Thursday through Sunday. You know, when games are played Thursdays through Sunday, Sean McDermott is a very good coach. When those games are played on Monday nights, it's almost like Sean McDermott and and this entire coaching staff forgets what they're doing. There's Hmm. a lot of questions I feel like that needs to be answered. Clock management. We haven't even gotten into the clock management situations. That's never been one of his strong suits. I mean, the challenge. What were your thoughts on that challenge? I, I thought... I was okay with it, right? You needed something mm-hmm. to kind of get your guys a breather. Yeah, they were getting their honestly, I thought it was kind of acknowledging that you were behind the eight ball and you needed to try to catch a break. I I thought that the runner was short. I thought Mac Jones did not make it, mm-hmm. but it was hard to see through the pile, obviously. Yeah. You know, um, 
but it looked to me like he was short. Yeah, I mean, maybe you. Well, I was gonna say like if that timeout gets you more time back later, but not. I mean, still not really enough to do anything. No, it it doesn't doesn't do much to help you, right? Um, I I mean, yes, clock management has been an issue. I I don't know, Nick, if you've listened to Tyler Dunn's podcast at all. Um, but if you go back a while ago, go back to when Doug Whaley was on the very first episode, they talk about hiring Sean McDermott, hmm. right? And talked about that process and talked about the fact that oh, is Doug Whaley privy to that one? Yeah, because Doug Whaley was the one that hired Sean McDermott. That was a joke. Ah, <laughs> funny guy. Uh, sorry, we're recording this at like nine thirty at night on a Thursday, so I'm a little, uh, a little You're out saying of it for, like that's for, late. For Listen, dude, I, I'm You're a new father. Us. That's You're that aging is late us badly. <laughs> I, I am 31 years old. You just turned 30. It's late now. Um, but I, I, I mean, if you go back and you listen to everything they said. They were so impressed with Sean McDermott. He came in like he was preparing for this job for years, right? To the, to the point that even Bill Belichick called Terry Pagula himself and and told him what a great hire that was, how what a great hire Sean McDermott is, and he's going to be the coach that's going to get him to the Super Bowl. And Doug all this, said that? No, Bill Belichick said that about uh, – to, to – uh, uh, um, Terry Pagula about. Oh, I that's the first I'm hearing of it. Where did that come out? So that came out of um Jim Manos is also on the podcast with Tyler Dunn. Mm-hmm. So Jim Manos did mention that. Oh. And Charlie, just 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 to play devil's advocate here. If you were the Bills and someone from the Patriots calls you to say, Hey, that was a good hire, mm-hmm. would you be skeptical about that? No. Like, like I don't you, think so. You, you don't think Pete Belichick was pulling their leg or anything? No, I, I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 right. I, I'm one of those people. As much as I, as much as I hate Bill Belichick, right? You at the same time you have to respect him, right? Right. He, he, he's, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time to to do what he did. And sure, I still think a lot of his greatness is because of Tom Brady. I don't know if Belichick is as good without Brady as what he is with Brady. You know, I think Bruce Arians is a good coach, but I don't think Bruce Arians is a Super Bowl winning great head coach without Brady. You know, yeah. I don't I don't think the Bucs do what they did last year without Tom Brady. Um, plain and simple. Um but at the same time, yeah, I I I would respect what he has to say to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you listen to that. Um yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you blow off Bill Belichick. I just meant, did you, did, would you? Yeah, think I, I, that I don't, he was he was possibly being facetious listen, because unless, your competitors. Unless Bill Belichick has shown up in my practice with a video camera, um, never know. Yeah, right. I will. I will. Satellites exist. <laughs> I will sit and listen to anything that that you know that he has to say in those situations. The the guy, in all honesty, when it comes to his defensive you know mind he, he's a great defensive minded person um great defensive minded coach you go back to the first Super Bowl against the Giants I mean he single-handedly shut down that Buffalo Bills that explosive Buffalo Bills offense in 1990 and 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 he did that himself as a defensive coordinator for the Giants it's a great they, reference you just pulled hey you know I I was what was I six months old at the time so you know I, I remember it you know like it was yesterday Nick um, I, it's where, where do you think this 
Bills offense needs to go to find a way to succeed this week. This is not an easy game this week, let alone they're they're on the verge of almost being out of playoff contention at this point. Right. Yeah, this is this is a huge game for them. And we knew that this would be when they beat the Chiefs, I think I tweeted something like you know, looking ahead at their at their cupcake schedule, being like, "Oh, I can't wait to see the next game against the Patriots or against I'm sorry, against the Buccaneers." This when the next time we might actually learn something about this team because they have a easy schedule, they should roll everyone until then. Funny how that turned out. But you have yeah, a team kind of in crisis right now. They look soft. The Buffalo News was calling them a fraud. They. Is this- was even a team you want to see in the playoffs at this point, Nick? Well, yeah, you want to see them in the playoffs, Charlie. What does that mean? Not what I mean. Not what I mean. Like, do you, as a fan, could you even sit down and say, yeah, like this team can go and do some damage in the playoffs? Or is oh, it going to be, um, you know, okay, well, we're going to go to the playoffs and going to be out week one. Like, why? I mean, Right now, like their offense looks broken. So I could see them playing a game basically like last year's playoff game against the Colts where you're kind of, you know, you're scoring enough to maybe win it, but you really just need your defense to, you know, it's kind of, it's like a fancy football game where you score like 105 and you're like, that could win you some games, but only if the other team doesn't score very much, Mm -hmm. like, you're kind of hoping on your defense to, to come through. There should be a way to like play defense more in fantasy football. That's a whole different discussion. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's this week, this week is huge. You have Josh Allen, probably good chance. He's going to like psych himself out against his idol, Tom Brady going in there in a game that they have to have. And that is if you, if you ever try to like bet the NFL, like that's a weird undercurrent that you become aware of is, how desperate a team is for this game. The Buccaneers are in good shape. The Bills really need this game. Like they need Mm -hmm. to just find a way. They need to like leave extra out there on the field to make sure they get this game. So I think they just, I also think they just got embarrassed on Monday night football, like literally embarrassed. Like the press Mm -hmm. conference after was embarrassing. The team was like, the game was embarrassing. The offense was embarrassing. The coaching, like, they got embarrassed top to bottom. Now they have to go on short rest to play the Super Bowl champs. Like they need to get up for that game. That's it's just just a weird thing about the NFL. It's such a week to week league. The Patriots, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay is nine and three. Everyone else in their division is five and seven. All right, they mm-hmm. are comfortable. They mm-hmm. could lose this game and it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. The Bills need this game. Like they need to respond. I I don't want to go that far. I was thinking about saying. If the Bills lose this game, they don't make the playoffs. That's a little too far for me still, just because some of the teams above them like have games against each other where one of them will lose. I, I, they have to win 11 games, I think, to make the playoffs. So they lose this week. They have to win out. Which There's is doable no, with their schedule. Right. Like they, have, But at the same time, again, you have to go back to New England, you know, December 26th. They have all the confidence in the world at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they came in and, and ran all over you. Yeah, and and you know it's going to be different weather. I hope in New England. Like I'd like to mm-hmm. see an actual game because I think Josh Allen is going to outplay Mac Jones and and shut everyone up about the Mac Jones love. But I mean, <laughs> oh, the, those three passes didn't shut everybody up. That wasn't enough. No, the... just made everyone talk more about how great Mac Jones is because he only had to throw three passes. Um, 
But I, I mean, you you look at the playoff situation right now, right? Buffalo sitting in seventh place in the final wild card spot. Mm-hmm. They have Tampa this week. Uh, Pittsburgh, unless something crazy happens in that game, they're currently losing twenty three to nothing. I don't think they come back, so I think you can count that one up as a loss. A uh, little less worried about Pittsburgh at this moment. Uh, I'm worried about Indianapolis in the ninth yeah, seed. Yeah, right I, I was just gonna say the the Colts are sitting in the ninth seed. They have New England this week. I mean, if you're Buffalo, are you rooting for? I guess it all depends what happens to you first on Sunday, right? I, I think if I thought, hold on, I thought New England has a bye this week. Uh, no, New England plays Indianapolis this week. Is that next week? I believe they have a bye next week going into Buffalo. I thought my dudes in fantasy are out this week. <laughs> Let's see. I'll tell you right now. Uh, nope, they play. Oh, no, you are right. So they do have a bye week. Maybe the, do the Colts have a bye week this week too? Yeah, they play one more game than everybody else. Okay. Okay. So the Colts and Patriots both have a bye week. Um, So they both play each other next week, which I, I, I guess will kind of give Buffalo an idea. I think if Buffalo wins, you know, loses this week, but wins next week against Carolina, um, I think you're talking about a little bit of a different situation there. I think you root for – Indy to beat New England, you know, and hope that Buffalo can 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 beat uh, New England the following. I mean, week. I mean, honestly, at this point, the division's kind of gone. Like you're hoping to make the wild card. I think so. I, I would agree with you. Do you, does Miami worry you at all? I mean, looking at Miami's no, schedule, it's so it's so crazy to me that Miami's like a game and a half behind the Bills. I mean, you look at Miami's schedule, right? Miami plays the Jets. So Miami has a bye week this week, right? Miami plays the Jets, the Saints, the Titans, and the Patriots to finish the year. All right, they're losing to the Patriots and the Titans, and then it's nine losses. I think they lose to the Saints. I think they. I think Tyson Hill's. Yeah, it's possible. So, I mean, we, okay. Miami's not good. I mean, Miami. We know Miami's not good. On the other hand, Charlie. What about the Raiders? Question for you. Question for you. Okay. I want you to name every team that the Bills beat this season that had a winning record. When they played, none. Oh, Kansas City. What didn't Kansas City have a winning record? Nope. No, geez. So they haven't beat any team with a winning record. No, they did. It was Miami in week two. Of course. <laughs> oh yeah, because Miami was one zero. Well, so so let me ask you this question and touch on 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 your question. Um, do you feel like any of the Bills' losses this year were the were the Bills worse than any of the teams they lost to? Yes, they were definitely. Well, are they like in general or that? Like, in general, not obviously that week they were worse because they lost. But I mean, mm-hmm. in general, I don't think they're a worse team than Pittsburgh. I don't think they're a worse team than Tennessee. No, I don't, but I mean, obviously you, not a worse team than Jacksonville. You have to see the pattern of the teams that the Bills are losing to. It's teams that commit to running the ball seem to give them trouble because they're soft. But was that not an issue last year too, Nick? This year, I don't know. If it, like, maybe just because they're so good against against the pass that it, it feels worse. But mm-hmm. they were also scoring like a million points a game last year, so it didn't matter as much. But the offense is struggling, so all the defensive woes are compounded. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I would say, like Tennessee without Derrick Henry, I don't. I think the Bills are still better than Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Like Indianapolis looks like all right to me. Like I know some people are not really sold on Carson Wentz and he does seem to go up and down a lot, but that running attack is great. And mm-hmm. if Jonathan Taylor is on, is having a good game, Carson Wentz doesn't have to do as much. So the Colts are a tough team to me. I think, I think they have younger guys that are 
I mean, like the T.Y. Hilton's not really doing anything, but it's like younger guys that you haven't heard of as much. You got Michael Pittman's having a good year. Like the, they're an up and coming team. I think maybe they should still try to get a different quarterback, but the rest of the team is pretty solid. Pittsburgh, not sold on. They're frauds. If they get in the playoffs, they're getting their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. Not not worried about Pittsburgh. You had asked about Vegas earlier. Not really worried about them. I mean, to, to me, I'm really looking at Indianapolis. Right now, Indianapolis is not in the playoff seed. So between, no. I mean, it's New England, Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City, Chargers, Bengals, Buffalo, Colts. Okay. One of those teams is not making And Cleveland is 6-6. Six and six. I mean, I don't know if you're worried about them. Not but really. honestly, between Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Indy, I would like to think the Bills are the best of that group, but like I don't, I don't know. the The Bengals seem so up and down. Some weeks they're great, some weeks they mm-hmm. get, they get, they lose. I mean, they're very Buffalo. Yeah. So I don't know. They got dangerous weapons on offense too. So it's, I would like to think the Bills come out of that group. Two, two of three, most likely. I mean, the Chargers are also seven and five. I feel like the Chargers are much better i don't know why i think that but you think the Chargers are much better than the, than the bills uh i think their offense has been much more consistent this year uh defense is not as good like they're a different kind of team but their offense i don't know you need offense i don't know how else to say that like cincinnati are they and I'm trying to look at this. Like the stats are the not going to take because the, the Bills the beat up on some team, bad teams. Well, the only team, honestly, you know, look at and, and this is just going off the paper test, right? The only team of the six teams that are ahead of Buffalo right now in the playoff standings, the only team that I can kind of sit here and say, yeah, you know, on paper they look better than than Buffalo, is Kansas City. Baltimore doesn't worry me. You know, I think you slow down Lamar Jackson, and truthfully, Baltimore's won some games this year that they had no business winning. Lamar Jackson's hasn't played great mm-hmm. at all all season he's made so so he's made some sugar high josh allen interceptions too he has he has he had a game a couple weeks ago where they had four interceptions and they still snuck out a win barely mm-hmm. but he hasn't looked you know off the charts good like what he did in years past um you know tennessee again without derrick henry doesn't scare me i don't i still don't think that new england is a better team than buffalo i think new england's just gotten hot for a couple weeks and that's eventually going to come to an end um Cincinnati, I don't think is better. I think the Chargers have a good offense. I think their defense is very, uh, on a, you know, very not exciting. I don't know what I'm looking to use there, but you know, they're they're just not an exciting defense. I think Buffalo could have their way with their defense, and you know, Kansas City they still got Patrick Mahomes and 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 Tyreek Hill, and they got uh, you know Alaire back, and and they still got uh, you know Travis Kelsey. Like on paper, they are the most dominant team in the AFC but their defense is still questionable and Buffalo had no problem against that Kansas city defense. So that's true. You, you know, maybe Buffalo is just one of those teams. Like you see often in, in the NHL, like I'm going to use Montreal last year as a perfect example. Montreal just messed around and got into the playoffs last year in a, in a wacky NHL season and made it all the way to the Stanley cup finals. They had no business being in, in my honest opinion. Yep. Um, you know, maybe Buffalo is that team this year. That Buffalo, as good as they were, as as much of a favorite as what they were to go into the playoffs this year, to, to even go to the Super Bowl this year, you, they haven't played great. But maybe you know, hey, they 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 messed around. They got into the playoffs, and maybe in the playoffs is when they get hot. Maybe that's 
you know, week 18 of the season, week 17, 18 is where they start really getting hot and getting their momentum. And that momentum rides with them into the playoffs. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, to say that the first seed is out of the picture, I think that's, that's safe to say, especially with Tennessee and new England sitting one and two. Um, but you never know. It's the NFL, man. Anything can happen. You know, Mac Jones could go down next week against Indianapolis and, you have a whole new situation going on there in New England, a whole mm-hmm. different team going on in New England. Yep. You know, there's four, there's five weeks left in the season. New England could easily drop two games. Mm-hmm. It's just know? so sad. Look, like the Bills really, like this was their year to really mm-hmm. kind of run the table. Their schedule was so soft, and it's really disappointing that they have dropped so many winnable games. So, and be- before we finish, I want to ask you two questions. One, uh, if the Bills don't make the playoffs this year, mm. even if they do, we'll, we'll, we'll say even if they do. For That's the a big no, difference. For, so, well, for the number of issues they've had on the offensive side of the ball, if he doesn't get a head coaching job, do you bring back Brian Dable as your offensive coordinator? Yes. Either way, when if you make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs. Yes. Familiarity with Josh Allen is still too crucial. Okay. Now, two, and I know, I know what the answer is going to be, but I know there's so many people calling for it. You don't make the playoffs this year. Is Sean McDermott's job safe? Yes, and I will listen. My own opinion, even if you don't think Sean McDermott is a grade A NFL coach, maybe he's a B or B minus, whatever you think. All right, mm-hmm. not saying that's right, but just even. Do you honestly think Terry Pagula could go out there and find someone better? I don't know how many people out there want to come work for the Pagulas for how much they're killing their their hockey team at this point. Like, like seriously, like that. No, that I, is, I, that I, is my I thought process. I, I do, do not you really trust Terry Pagula to go find another. I mean, listen, Sean McDermott. With you think he's good, you think he's bad. I think most people think he's good. He got you to the playoffs three times. Do you think Terry Pagula is going and hitting again? No, 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 I don't think so. No. No. So now, even even now if, if Brian Be- if Brandon Bean leads that leads that search though, do you trust B- Brandon Bean to make that decision more so than? I mean, yeah, but I don't trust Terry Pagula to stay out of it. I mean, look, this goes back to you know again, and I know I keep bringing it up, but I I just found that the, that whole episode of the podcast interesting when they hired Sean McDermott. Not that I you know like much of what Doug Whaley did as a you know, as the Bills GM, but Doug Whaley was fighting to get Jim Tressel in there as the Bills head coach. And, <laughs> and, really? and yeah, but he just took his job at Youngstown state and said, no, like I'm committed to this job. Like I'm not, I'm not. He leaving. wanted to hire Youngstown states. Coach. Well, Jim Tressel was also at um, Ohio state for years and had success at Ohio state. Right. I mean, it's not like it was just a, you know, it, it was similar to, in my opinion, to Jacksonville bringing in an Urban Meyer type of co- type of coach this year. Um, but I think you tell me made, the Bills got turned down for Youngstown State. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, I, I sent you the link in your Twitter. I, I hope you take a look at it. And take right, a listen I got I got to go back and hear this again. Tyler um, Dunn's is great, so I'm sure this is a great episode. Yeah, I think it's really good. It's the very first episode they did with Doug Whaley. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot. I, you know, you being in the media, Nick, you probably knew some of that stuff already that they, that they talk about in there. So I'll be curious to see what you knew and what you didn't know. Okay. Um, you know, they do break, break down their entire Patrick Mahomes situation. Um, 
you know, another thing they talked about, I can't remember if it was this week or, 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 or last week's podcast episode. Uh, they talked about the fact that everyone was convinced that they were going to be drafting Russell Wilson. Uh, and, and, and when they, they, to the point that they already had a Bills jersey made up with Russell Wilson's name on it. And then they passed on him. For whom? Uh, who they drafted in the Tell third me round? It's like that John year. McCargo or something stupid. No, no, I don't even remember what year Russell Wilson was drafted. Uh, probably no one, no one worth. Oh, Charlie, uh, we have to look this up now. I'm I'm looking it up right now. 2012. So the 2012 draft, Russell Wilson was taken in the third round. Yes. So Russell was taken in the third round. The Bills drafted. You ready for this? Russell Wilson was taken at 75 overall, 75th overall. Okay, give me some clues here. I'm going to try to guess. Okay, he's a wide receiver. Marcus Easley. Uh, No. No. Uh, He was supposed to be a speed guy. Roscoe Parrish. Uh, No, you are way – Roscoe Parrish was way before that. Roscoe Parrish I thought was decent. You're right. Uh, TJ Graham. Yes. 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 Okay. Wow. Russ took TJ Graham over Russell. Uh, NC State. NC State. I was gonna say. So they he played with Russell Wilson, and they were watching the Russell Wilson film, and like, hey, well, actually, Russell Wilson. He was Russell Wilson. He transferred out of NC State and transferred to Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. So like, hmm, let's watch his like early college tape. Oh, hey, who's this receiver out there? Let's draft him instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Oh my gosh. And not for nothing. When I talk about receivers, they also could have gotten, got T.Y. Hilton, you know, at some point in the draft, too. But they did what they did. They took who they took. Uh, you know, they, they, they passed on who could have been their franchise quarterback. Look, as unhappy as I was when they announced Josh Allen's name, I, I think we said it, you know, last year. I'm, I'm, I'm good with Josh Allen now. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. He, he is a. Mm-hmm. A Buffalo guy, and he is what what you want to see, yes. you know, in your Buffalo quarterback, right? Um, I mean, you just look, look around at the rest of Josh Allen's draft. For as much as it got talked about, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, eh, been lackluster, right? Yep, Sam Darnold, eh, mm-hmm. Josh Rosen, lol. It's, well, it's you know, he, Lamar is having a good career, but he's a different type of player that you need to build your offense around. That the Bills did not seem to want to do. Well, and then you talk about, um, you know, Lamar Jackson even. I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't been – yes, sure, he had an MVP year, right? But, like – Josh Allen um, had an MVP year. He just right. – He just didn't win. Yeah, he could have won in other years. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm looking at pictures right now that CBS Sports posted of these <laughs> Dalvin why. Cook – these Dalvin Cook's running lanes. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it, like, like huge or – why can't the Bills' offensive line do this? <laughs> like, where? I mean, listen, we we do. We could say very valid point. Why did the Bills feel content with their offensive line this past offseason? Like, who thought that was a good idea? I mean, even through the through the trade deadline, why do you not make a move? Yeah, why do you not do something right? And now, and now you're getting into a, a situation this offseason where you have twelve million dollars or so in cap space. You got to find a way to make something work. You have Mitch Morris's contract coming up. I would assume you bring Mitch Morris back. You don't really have a better center on this team unless your plan is to move Feliciano to center, right? Which is not his natural position. Um, but I, I do think he looked okay there at times last year. 
Um, I just don't know when, what the plan's going to be on the offensive line. I don't think they bring Cody Ford back. I hope not. I'll trade him to someone for, you know, a Gatorade jug at this point. I don't really care. You know, when Daryl Williams went down last week and I saw Cody Ford go in, I'm like, well, this sucks. Yep. <laughs> Never wanted to see him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous how, how bad this Bills offensive line is. And I don't remember seeing them this bad. Even through the drought years, I don't remember the Bills offensive line being this bad. Charlie, Bills, Bucks. Thoughts, Just going to ask you the same question. Uh, you know, this is a big game for Buffalo. I think... You know, I think Josh Allen has a good game. I think Josh Allen has a very good game. However, um, the Bucks wide receivers with, you know, the speed of Chris Godwin um, and the height of Mike Evans and Gronk and Leonard Fournette, uh, I just think it's too much for this Bills defense. And – I think the Bills are going to lose this week. I think the Bills are going to lose 31-24. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but I think that's what's going to happen. What about you, Nick? All right. A lot of times you, you kind of go back and forth with, with yourself and you think – you know, team should win or lose with your brain, but then your heart makes you say the other thing. Like right now, I want to be angry about how last week went, and something is telling me like, don't don't do that. It's a week to week league; they're gonna rebound. I think you are right that Mike Evans is gonna have a huge game. Something's telling me Bills twenty seven twenty six. Wow, you have the Bills winning against the I, like I don't Super Bowl champions. It feels wrong after last week, but like you gotta keep telling yourself it's such a week to week league. What happened last week is not going to happen the same way this week. It feels wrong, but it just feels so right, doesn't it? Like, like it's it's exactly what you could expect to happen, right? Like, I, I will say every game the Bills have come out and laid an egg on. The following week, they've come back and had a very good football game. Right. They haven't so, laid eggs yeah. back to back weeks. God, yeah. You know, going, I, going against the Super Bowl champs at short rest, not ideal. I don't think the Bills, um, I don't think the offense is going to be the reason why the Bills lose this game, though. I think it's going to strictly come down to the defense. You know? Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how Brady, I mean, Dermot against Brady, that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, Brady's had, you know, McDermott's number for, you know, a couple of years that he played in New England. And, you know, I, I just don't know what, uh, um, I, I, I don't know what to expect. It's, it's a game that's going to, you don't want to say it could, could cost the Bills their season because I don't, like we said, I don't think it does. But no, no. If, if I feel more comfortable about the Bills making the playoffs the Bills... if they win this game. Oh, for sure. Listen, if you're going to rank games that cost the Bills their season, Jacksonville, number one. Yeah. This Patriots game is probably number two. No, uh, I think Pittsburgh goes two. Patriots I was three. Gonna, I was going to say Pittsburgh Pittsburgh was going to be after that just because it was in week one and there was still so much time. But, but there's no because it was a division game against they Patriots. They should crappy Pittsburgh Steelers. They shouldn't have lost to the Patriots either. No, but I will – you know, you can at least use the weather as an excuse for that game, right? By the way – 
before we go any further and say goodbye, Nick, I I, I have changed my stance. Uh, over the course I, of this pod? No, 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 no. Uh, over the course of watching last Monday's game, uh, I am pro-Dome. Thank you. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> Build me the freaking Dome. Yes. It's time. Yes. It's time. Because you have a dome in that stadium, the Bills don't lose. You have a dome for, uh, you know, was it week one that they had? Didn't they, did they have crappy weather for week one, too? Like, it was raining and, and yeah, crappy. It was not that great. Too? Yeah, I mean, Bills, I don't think the Bills lose to Pittsburgh that game. Yeah. yeah. You know? Hey, but, all right, by the way, last last point for me that I've just been thinking about here, Tyler Bass missed the field goal in the fourth quarter. If he just makes – like, that was the shortest miss of his career. If he makes that one, then the, when the Bills come down at the end of the game, they can just kick another field goal and take the lead. I thought about that, right? Like, just don't miss your shortest field goal ever, and it's still with all the crap, still a win. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, go back to even you want to talk about? Go ahead, talk about the Zach Moss miss field goal. I'm sorry, the uh, Tyler Bass miss field goal. Zach Moss bounced that ball to the outside, scores touchdown. Bills win the game. I mean, there's no reason for to no. worry about Tyler Bass missing the field goal in that situation. But why are you even kicking a field goal in that situation with the wind as bad as it was? It was so short. It's Tyler Bass. He was also from the right hash. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be on the left hash for Tyler Bass. Like you should know this. Like you can't send him out for a right. a right hash kick. But, by happen. the way, so so that Zach Moss run that was first and goal from the six. Mm-hmm. All right, that became no gain. Then Allen takes the sack, pass incomplete. First and goal from the six turned into fourth and 15, which was Bass's missed field goal. Like that was the game right there. Eight mm-hmm. minutes left. Bill's red mm-hmm. zone, like added to the list of things that suck this year. I don't know. Bill, Bill's red zone has been an issue. And again, goes back to the things that we've said, or I have said. You find ways to get Isaiah McKenzie in in you know in the game in the in the red zone this year. Uh, I think you have a totally different red zone situation. Um, but that that's just my mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, Nick, anything else before we sign off for for this week? No, listen, the Bills want to prove they're not soft. All right, go out there and beat the Super Bowl champs. Go beat Tom Brady. Let's see it. How do they punch him in the mouth? Do they have a way to go and punch the the the, the Bucks have a big mean offensive line? I mean, you know, yeah, they have Oliver Diggs and Josh Allen, and that's how okay. you punch people in the mouth. It's with your with your all pro quarterback that you just gave a quarter of a billion dollars. Is this the Stefan Diggs game that you've been waiting for? Is this the week that you see it? See who's healthy for the Bucks, but it could be. Okay. Okay. We'll see. It's gonna be a good game, you know. Uh it's going to be on, on local TV here, so it'll be fun. I don't have to nice. worry about trying to get the ticket up and going. I can go and, you know, go drink some beer somewhere in public so I can yell outside because <laughs> um, I need to. Uh, safe to say my, my my floor after this past week is kind of, you know, wearing out a little bit. I did a lot of pacing. This Bill's, uh, Bill's Patriots game, I'm, I'm hoping that um, – look – Either way this game goes, close, you know, Bills win, Bills lose. Just be competitive this week. I, I think that's the biggest thing that we need to see, and we need to see that there can still be a competent offense on this team um, and that the defense come out and do what they need to do 
and and, and not give up the big rushes every single week. Um, it's still Brady. Brady's Brady, man. You, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, that's it would, all. It would got. be huge for Josh Allen to beat his idol. It would be. It would be. Um, I think it'd be a big win for the Bills in general. I mean, be the second biggest win on 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 the schedule behind the Kansas City game. Might you know, even or, be bigger. Bigger. I would say bigger. Yes, bigger than the Kansas City game. Um, but we'll have to see what what Bills team shows up this week. Uh, mm-hmm. down in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And for what it's worth, uh, betting odds still have the Bills a big favorite to make the playoffs. So minus four hundred, yes. Plus two ninety five, no. I think Don't I saw somewhere. Just yet. I saw somewhere that they still have like a ninety one. You know, after week fourteen, they think the Bills have a ninety one, ninety one percent chance. Uh, by the way, it looks like the Bills are wearing their all whites down in Tampa Bay, and according to the Bills uniform combo stats on Twitter, which is fun, fun, uh, fun account to follow. Josh Allen is eight and four while wearing the all whites. What's Tampa wearing? Uh, I don't know. I don't follow their 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 jersey combo. I account. think they should wear creamsicles all the time. They should. They need to go back to creamsicles. <laughs> they need to go back to the creamsicles. Um, big fan of the creamsicle jerseys. I also think the Bills need to go back to that helmets, but we'll have that on, on another podcast discussion. Uh, Nick, tell everyone where they can find you on the good old Twitter machine. Find me Twitter machine at Nick Veronica, facebook.com slash by Nick Veronica. And uh, shout out to our sponsor, Ethos Performance Rehab. Very good, Nick. Very good. Yes, the good the good old guys at Ethos. Uh, give them a call. Go in pay a visit to Dr. Matt. Tell them the process sent you. Uh, yeah, tell the pro- tell them the process sent you. You probably won't get anything off of your, you know, maybe your insurance will help you out a little bit more. I don't know, but tell them the Dude, process. I we should follow up with that. I yeah. <laughs> I think there's a process discount. I don't. I should. We, we before I say that we need to get them a process discount. Absolutely. Hey Absolutely. Matt, when you listen to this, just text me. Is there a process discount? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, Find me on Twitter at childwit68. Uh, find the pot the process podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Uh, big game this week down in good old sunny Florida. Weather looks great. Bills are finally going to have some nice weather to play some football in. So that's all good. these southern boys going home to get some sun. Let's go. I, I listen, I, and I'm coming home for the January second game, and I am looking forward. I hope it's cold and snowing and just a typical Buffalo football game. Uh, but I also hope that it doesn't really mean much for Buffalo at that point. Uh, Cause if it does, I want the weather to be perfect, <laughs> please. Or, or build a dome sometime between now and, and then. Build a dome. Um, I think next week, Nick, the, you know, we'll definitely touch a little bit on stadium stuff. I know you had a nice article this past week on uh, same negotiations going on and, and where we are uh, regarding the bill stadium plans. I know they had some, discussions this past week with the folks of Erie County and Buffalo, uh, some zoom calls as well. Yeah, um, it is. It is stadium crunch time right now. So I believe you're going to have some stuff up on the website on WIVB this week on that, or have you guys not written anything for that? Uh, well, that you're talking about that Erie County legislature had some public meetings. Those were Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. I sat through the entire first one. It was no offense to anyone fairly boring. <laughs> 
the legislature is not really involved in the negotiations. So you had a lot yeah. of people on there saying you should build it in Central Terminal because where it's the Buffalo Bills. Okay, it's not the Orchard Park Bills. It's the like just people who don't really know what they're talking about who are barking up the wrong tree. Nice of the legislature to to at least allow for some public input. But um, yeah, this this is. Kathy Hochul said she wants to include the Bills stadium lines in her budget, which she needs to present to to uh, politicians in Albany by mid-January. So it is we're certainly in crunch time. If it's anything like the last time, last time Governor Cuomo wanted to try to come in and have a big announcement right before a Bills home game. I don't know that Kathy Hochul has this pressing need for the spotlight like the former governor. But for a Bills home game, still might be a good chance to announce it. Yeah, I'd like to know what the plan is. Obviously, I think, uh, you know, they'll have something figured out. I got into it a little bit with some people this week that, you know, the Dome's going to cost a little bit more money. But I want to talk a little bit. $298 million more, according to New York State's study. I say it's worth it. It's not. I mean, it's it's a lot of money. But it when you're talking about billions, that's that's worth, that's a decimal point. When you're talking about potential of getting your team into a Super Bowl because you have nice weather, uh, guaranteed nice weather for eight games a week, maybe even not, maybe even a ninth game, uh, uh, you know, a season, I'll take it any day. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll talk about that, though, a little bit more next week. Um, and I, I know I keep saying we're going to go, but I can't go, Nick, without talking to you real quick about the, that Trevor Zegras goal the other night. That I'm sad it was against the Sabres, but that was like so the, the biggest so talking point. Like that was an amazing. First of all, I watched it like seven times before I realized somebody in front of the net tipped it in. I thought he had banked it off the goalie's head and in, yeah. which in my opinion, at least would have been a little bit more impressive, but it was still mm-hmm. an amazing goal. Um, That was certainly the talker of the Sabres season basically so far. They won three games to start and right. nothing since. And to think that Trevor Zegras was almost a Buffalo Saber. <laughs> you know, at least the talks were there about him coming to Buffalo. Uh, no, it was impressive, pretty exciting. Um, you know, you can definitely tell that I'm Italian because I just can't say goodbye and just hang up the phone and go. It's, it's you know, well, I'm Italian to too, but I'm, I'm, my dad's more Italian and he does the same thing and he used to make us mad. So I'm just going to leave. Bye, Charlie. There we go. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Remember to follow, like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow the Process Podcast on Twitter at the underscore Process Pod. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica or on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash by Nick Veronica or myself at childwit 68 on the good old Twitter machine. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate all the love you guys give us on a weekly basis. But most importantly, folks, remember to always trust the process. 